No kids allowed on the beach? What? No. I'm not true! Oh no! Oh no! We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. Are we there yet? You said five minutes. Technically, it's been more than five minutes. Let's just all start slowing down. Wow. Can you believe I found this online? I guess it's not that secret a beach. Whoa. Who would leave this? From the hotel! They're so rusted! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. I don't know. What happened to her? Body has decomposed. How quickly can that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Wait, where are the kids? Front, Kara! Come here! Hey, have you seen my children? Mom? I'm I'm right here. Why are you looking at me like that? What's happening to us? My daughter just turned six two weeks ago. Mom! Whatever's happening to us is happening very fast. You have wrinkles. There's something wrong with this beach. What's happening? Mom! 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 I'm scared! We have to get off this beach! People are blacking out going this way. If she makes it to the ledge, she might have a chance. Why is she stopping? Why is she stopping? Kara, wake up! Wake up! They have to know what this place does. I don't know! You're lying! Look! What is that? A message. We never leave each other. Nothing separates us. We're connected to something bigger. Here for a reason. All right. Don't we play the intro music, you talk? No, we don't. We don't? On bonus episodes, we don't play. Are you sure? Yeah. Who edits these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I edit these podcasts. You're just here to look pretty. <laughs> I know. I and it's not so even pretty. filmed. <laughs> Uh, so today we are covering M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dongs. Old. <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling I was telling Haley that there's this amazing, well, not amazing, it's not that amazing, uh, but there's this really great movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger from 2013 called The Last Stand, uh, which was pretty much his return to movies after being governor for two terms. And uh, there's a moment in the trailer I always remembered, and the movie too. He crashes through a door, and people are inside the bar or whatever this place is, and they're all like, Sheriff, how are you feeling? After crashing through the door, and he just stands up and he says, Old. <laughs> and so when we went to go see Old, I feel like it's just Old. God. So when we, when, we, when we went to go see Old. <laughs> 
You're running it to I, the I, ground. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like Im- immediately, that's where my mind went. Because of course it did. Because it was Arnold. Yeah. And I was like, hey, babe, you want to go see? Old. And she was like, what What the hell is? Old. <laughs> Stop. Stop. And I was like, well, the funny thing about Old is <laughs> it's from M. Night Shyamalan. Running it. AKA. To the AKA. Ground. AKA the very, very offensive Shamalama Ding Dong. The Shamalam. Yeah. The, the M. Shrem Night. Shrem Night Shamalam. Yeah. The. Yeah, that that guy, uh, he, it's it's his new movie. Do you know who M Night Shyamalan is? And what did you say? I think I said yeah. <laughs> did you know who he was actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah. you 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 haven't seen any of his movies. No, but I like I knew he was the Sixth Sense guy. I knew he was the Split guy. <laughs> you knew he was Split. Yeah. Um, you knew he was Unbreakable. No. You knew he was the Visit. I think I knew that. I think I knew. Which at some point we will cover. Ugh. It's a great movie. It's found footage. All right. All right. All right. But uh, today we're covering. Old. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done? One more. Old. Okay. So today we're covering old. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're covering old. And uh, this was a surprise for me. How so? In terms of a few. Like, I remember seeing the. Um, I think he did an interview with Jimmy Fallon. A, a few months back and they were talking about it and I completely forgot about it after watching that interview. I, like I forgot M. Night Shyamalan had a new movie coming out. M. Night Shyamalan. Did you say he's very secretive? He's very secretive and he's somebody who gets my ass in a seat. No matter what the movie is, you put from M. Night Shyamalan on the, I'm there. It's like guaranteed. He's one of the few directors. James Cameron obviously will have my ass in a seat. Um, uh, Stanley Kubrick, if he was still alive, he would have my ass in a seat regardless of what the... And same with M. Night. It's like the moment I... Uh, and I don't even remember how I found out. I, like I was just like, hey, we should go see a new movie. Yeah. Like Just see what's playing because not a lot's playing. And then I saw Old and I was like, oh shit, that's right. M. Night Shyamalan has a new movie out. I didn't, Well, I don't watch like regular TV, so I don't see like the commercials anymore yeah. of like things that are premiering. And even so, like you don't really see it being promoted like on social media or anything so when you told me i was like oh yeah yeah and uh so we uh we bought our tickets we went we supported original filmmaking even though this is based on a graphic novel called sandcastle a french graphic novel loosely i was gonna say loosely based because i don't think there's a whole lot of similarities except for the fact that people are aging rapidly yeah it has nothing to do with the characters has nothing like there's a whole different story. It's just the point that there's a beach that ages people. Which is yeah. So um, it's at a it's. Do, I also don't know if the twist is the same. All I know is the premise is yeah. the same. Um, so it was really cool because uh, the backstory to it is M Night Shyamalan has been working with Universal Studios a lot ever since I think the visit. I think the visit is Blumhouse. And then I think so. And that then, right. which is uh, that's like a subsidiary of subsidiary, whatever, mm-hmm. of Universal it Blumhouse. Is? Yeah, Blumhouse is a part of Universal. I did not know that. Um, I've seen a lot of Blumhouse stuff. Yeah, Jason Blum works very closely with Universal, so he worked with him on The Visit, Split, and Glass, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this movie is also from Universal. M Night signed a uh, a two movie deal with Universal 
after Glass to make two more movies with them. And his daughter gave him, as a, I think it was a birthday present, gave him the the graphic novel of Sandcastle. Mm. He read it and he was like, holy shit, this is my next movie. <laughs> Which is weird for M. Night because all his movies are original. truly original. Like he doesn't base them on anything. They're not based on anything. This is the first one that, I, well, except for Avatar. Oh, see, I don't like to think but about I, Avatar. I don't even count Avatar, The I Last Airbender, as an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I, I don't like to think of it as, I just like to think of it as a mistake. Yeah. It will because he has two. He has Avatar, The Last Airbender, and then After Earth with Will Smith and Jaden Smith. That was him. That's him as well. Those are him trying to be something he's not, which is a big budget, yeah, actiony filmmaker. M Night Shyamalan is not that, so I feel like he fell into a hole with those two movies, mm -hmm. and then he came back with the visit. Um, but the but After Earth is also based on an idea from Will Smith, so those mm -hmm. two movies don't count. But all his other films are his things, yeah, and. I also wanted to point out, like, when you were saying how um, M. Night is a director that gets your ass in the seat, uh, I remember reading something on, uh, I don't know, I think it was, like, a critic saying that you either, like, love him, like, you love him for, like, his twists and his thrillers and whatnot, or you despise it and there's yeah. no in between. There's no in between, which is, I mean, I mean, that's, like, I feel like that's for everybody. I mean, but the thing is, James like, Cameron, I you either love or hate but the thing is, like, there's something distinct about M. Night, like, about his movies. Like, True, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like James Cameron, don't get me wrong, like, hit after hit. But it's not like he has a, a niche. He's pretty all over the board, wouldn't you say? James Cameron? Yeah. I feel like his niche is big budget sci-fi. Well, yeah. That's but, his niche. Yeah, but that's not, like... I, I, and then you got Titanic in there. Right, <laughs> Um, also big budget, but um, yeah, like big budget epic is yeah. James Cameron. And there was also something that uh, M Night said himself, saying how something about him being like uh, the best of being the B movies. Like he has a strive to be an A movie. Well, that was guy. well, that was for the happening. I thought it was like in general. No, no, no. That was for the movie The Happening, which uh, at some point we'll also cover because that technically falls in line with what our podcast is, psychological thriller, even though it is a very comical, pretty shitty movie, <laughs> like, on, like on purpose, um, which some people just don't like that movie divided people because they were like half the people were going, isn't this this is terrible. And then the other people were like, oh, it's supposed to be terrible. It's an, hmm. it's an homage to terrible movies. Anyways. Um, so yeah, he is very hit or miss in terms of you like him or not, but I love M Knight and I'm a big fan. Uh, I mean, come on. His name is M Knight. <laughs> what the fuck? M Knight. Is that like, I'm pretty sure that's his born name. No, M Knight's made like he gave that to himself. Oh, it is. It is. What's his real name? No clue. I just know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. Um, well he's Indian, so I'm going to butcher this. M-A-N-O-J. M-A-N-O-J. M-A-N. Minaj. And then, oh, geez, the, the N E L L I. Oh, Christ, turn the screen. Let me y -A -T -T -U. see. Y A T T U. Oh. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. So it's a good thing he changed it to M Night. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's crazy. And his movies have grossed $3 billion globally, uh, over $3 billion, uh, which is pretty nuts for like an kind of low budgety indie in a way. B movie. He's. 
known for like a, a ri- yeah. like original. Like that's what's crazy is the fact that his movies have grossed that much and they're all original. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, we're covering his latest film from twenty twenty one, and uh, it's called Old. <laughs> so we went into this completely blind, except yes. knowing the 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 cru- like the crux. The the premise of it being a beach that, that ages people. you unex- like unknowingly. Yeah, because you asked me if like you wanted like, hey, do you want to see the trailer? And I was like, no, because I just like. I feel like I asked you, do you want to see the Jackass Forever trailer? No, no, you asked me about. You said no to the Jackass trailer. I did, <laughs> but I also said no to this one too. To the old trailer. Yeah, because it's not like we because we talked about it prior to going to the movie theater. Yeah, and. You were like, I haven't watched the trailer yet. Do, do you want to watch it? And I was like, no. Because I, like, trailers, as good as they can be, I feel like they ruin some part of your movie watching experience. Yeah, that, I mean, like, because we just played the trailer. Right. And we watched it. And now watching it in hindsight, yeah, they do give away a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you would like, whenever I watch a trailer, or, like, if I'm going to see, like, if I hear about a movie... And I'm like, yes, I'm going to go see that. I don't, like, I purposely avoid everything prior to it. Like, whereas if it was like a movie I don't really care about, sure, I'll watch a trailer, see if it's any interesting to watch in whenever. But if I plan to go see it in, like, the movies, I avoid it. Yeah. Because I just don't think you get the same experience. Like, you go in, all right, well, when when is this going to happen that happened in the trailer? Like, the pregnant girl. Like... If I'd seen that prior to having watching it, like you saw my face, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like well, we had a we had a very interesting theater experience with, <laughs> with this one, which we'll talk about. So I just I don't believe in watching trailers. I feel like they ruin. If anything, I like teaser trailers. Those like thirty second kind of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That give you just like a little little flavor. Yeah. I I just read like if I were to look up a movie and the pop up on the side like from the Wikipedia that gives you like a one to two sentence like idea that's all i need yeah like for like for a teaser of this i would play them like i would play the first half and i would cut it i like i would obviously make it 30 seconds and i would cut it at have you seen my children and then she turns around and then the camera paint like goes up into her face and it's like yeah and and then cut to old they show the children too like yeah yeah, so like this trailer i feel like is very spoilery yeah it really is and you see, like, the... Them blacking out. Yeah, the main doctor guy, like, him getting the rust in his veins. Yeah. Um, You see a lot. You see the body come around the corner yeah. to the kid, which is a great moment in, in the film. Yeah, you see a lot. And it's almost like, man, like, what's the point of going to see the movie? And I guess that's also why I avoid trailers, because, like, what's the point if I already yeah. know what's going to happen? So, overall general thoughts, because this movie is technically on Rotten Tomatoes rotten. Which do I you, don't like. It do bothers you, me. Do I have it? I think it? it's a 50 I'll something. So I remember, I remember, I think it was like 55 or 51, something like that. Uh, let's see here. Like mid to low 50s. Old on Rotten Tomatoes. Could've currently changed. has a 49. Oh, it went lower. I swear it was like 50, like mid 50s. A 49 from critics based on 273 reviews and then the audience score based on 1,000 plus reviews is 52. So nobody really liked this movie. I I could understand why. I can understand why. 
and the and the consensus is old has no shortage of interesting ideas and writer director m night Shyamalan's uneven execution will intrigue or annoy viewers with little middle ground between yeah i can understand so it. i fall in the intrigue you fall in the intrigue yes you're not annoyed no i feel in the premise i'm intrigued i feel like in some parts of the execution i'm annoyed mm-hmm. like because when you asked me what was my rating, like what would I rate it? Like, and I was like, all right, so if the general consensus was about like a 50 at the time, I, I think I gave it like a 70. Okay. Because I like, would that be considered fresh? I think that so. That would be like almost certified fresh, I think. Oh, 75 really? is, I think, certified. So almost certified fresh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I give it like, I guess I don't rate it like that. I give it a 70, like looking at it as like a C minus. Okay. So, like, a little, like, just ever so marginally below average, I would rate it. Now, you are someone who, when you go to watch your, because this is uh, this is categorized on Rotten Tomatoes as mystery, thriller, horror. So this this is or the thriller, thriller up your yeah uh, up your alley. It's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, that. Well, the thing is, I guess I guess in this movie it doesn't bother me. Only because I don't see, like, if you were to say, all right, I'll make it R, what would you do? Like, what would you add R-rated related-wise? I would add language. I'd add a lot of fucks. I'd add some well, extra gore. Uh, I love, okay. Well, extra gore, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, tastefully, all right, tastefully. Like her falling from the cliff. I'd yeah. show her, like... You yeah. know, sort of like a midsummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it didn't bother. Like, when she fell from the cliff, I was like, man. Which but. is funny, and I was thinking about this, right? So a great comparison right there. We're going to be all over the place in this podcast. I hope that doesn't annoy anybody listening. But talking about midsummer, which we have watched. We're not covering it um, because we didn't like that movie. <laughs> but there's a, there's a very unsettling scene where two old people jump from a cliff to kill themselves in like a... Uh, ritualistic yeah like a ritual thing that movie as unsettling as it was i think old does the falling from a cliff down to the ground better because one it doesn't show her hitting the ground it cuts before she hits the ground which leaves more to your imagination you just said you would add that i'm just saying if i had to make it r that's where i would make it r i'm okay with this being pg-13 um i would add it there though but i'm i'm happy that it cut and second of all, like you even laughed in in Midsummer when the when the old woman fell and then just kind of plopped. Yeah. So you laughed. Yeah. You didn't laugh during old. And see, no. it's it's because it cut. Yeah. And it left more to to your imagination to go. Jesus Christ, she was so far up and then she fell because she passed out. I also feel like if you yes, I agree, but um, I feel like. Because there were some effects, like with the rust going in the blood, and then the crystal—I think her name was—when she was all contorted with her bones, the ever so like very like splashed in sort of computer effects. I was like, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ew. Like if those were lit in daylight, God help them. They're like they knew what they were doing by leaving those at night, but M night. <laughs> but overall 
I really enjoy this movie. Is this my favorite M. Night Shyamalan film? I'd have to rewatch it again because I remember leaving the theater going, that might be my favorite M. Night movie that you I've seen. You did say that. That You're- might be my favorite M. Night. Now that I've brewed on it, I'd have to rewatch it again because prior to this, my favorite M. Night was Unbreakable mm-hmm. from 2000. And so I'd have to rewatch this again. And there was a great review that I saw. Uh, they were like, the scariest movie beach since Jaws. Uh, why is it always Jaws? <laughs> well, you know, because, I mean, uh, well, Jaws is like the one of the staples of, this, of the horror genre, whether you classify it as horror or not. M. Night did to grandparents what Jaws did to sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love those reviews uh, for his movie, The Visit. One of the reviews is, uh, we'll do for grandparents what Psycho did for showers and Jaws did for sharks. <laughs> it's always Jaws and Psycho. Yeah, yeah, you know. But, see, I have nothing to compare this going back to what you said about this being your favorite. I'm like, I, I haven't you watched. You have nothing to compare. This is your no. only M. Night. No. But I do believe it could be surpassed. You think so? I think so. Just okay. because, like, I liked it, and that's it. I liked it. I like, uh, man, I would I watch it again? Yes. I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't. I'd say I'd seen it, and then if for no other reason than to see the scene that we missed. The scene that we missed. Oh. <laughs> so for everyone listening, uh, there's a moment in the movie where it's doing a like a 360. The camera's doing a 360 and around. They're all talking to each other, trying to find out like why, like what do they all have in common? Yeah, and all of a sudden, the main wife starts feeling like her tumor acting up or something. Something. And then our theater, it it kind of skipped for a second, and then it went to a green screen. <laughs> movie broke. And then we called the theater attendant in. They said, oh, this has been happening because of a thunderstorm that happened last week. So they stood in the theater. They rewound it. Same thing happened again. They they restarted. five times. Yeah, they restarted the machine. So we're talking like 15, 20 minutes we were sitting in this theater with nothing happening. Two guys walked out. Yeah. So eventually eventually what they did was they, they realized that there was just an error in that one spot. So they skipped past it for like a minute. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we just see the woman on the ground having her tumor removed magically. Yeah. And we're like, uh, are we just going to gloss over that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you wouldn't, like, I, like when I buy the Blu-ray, because right. I'm buying it. All right. We yeah. have to watch it at least to see what the fuck happened there. All right. Oh, I won't sit through the whole movie again. <laughs> see, because you also know me in that, like, I'm not big on rewatching things. But I feel like this movie is a movie that demands a rewatch, knowing what you know it is more. You know what I mean? Like, what it is all about at the end. Now, I, now you go back and rewatch it and go, oh, this is what I missed. But the thing is, like, yes, it was a twist, but I don't think and I enjoyed the twist. I think it was a good one. But I feel like just like I'm replaying it in my head that upon a rewatch, I don't think knowing what I know adds, add any, anything. adds anything. Like, it's pretty, like, to the point until the twist comes up. Well, what's funny about the twist, and it's okay, it's a movie. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm not digging it, but the twist is revealed, and then I still don't even know how the beach works. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Something about the... And I don't... I didn't understand the coral. What, 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 what the but coral... That's why it's saying it's going to either intrigue you or annoy you, because people yeah. are going to go, okay, you, you told me some mumbo-jumbo about what you're actually doing. Yeah, that... That doesn't explain how this is even happening still. Yeah, that... And... 
I guess you could kind of play it off as like a black mirror where it's just like, it just is. It's Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's a full length yeah. Twilight Zone episode. Right, right. right. Or and just it's like, un- it is unexplained. What it is. It's unexplained. Because it just is what it is. Yeah. And, but the thing is, if you're going to, because like what Black Mirror and Twilight Zone do is they don't try and like take time in their, uh, uh, episodes to explain any of what it is. You just kind of have to like figure it out as you're watching. Like they don't say like, "Oh, we're time traveling right now because we have time travel." Like they took it like in their twist to like you said they were kind of trying to explain the what, but they didn't quite explain the how, and that kind of annoyed me. Where it's like you didn't have to tell me all that if you're just gonna leave more questions than answers for me anyway. Like you didn't answer anything, and if anything, like you're gonna. If you try to explain it, explain everything. What does the metal tube have to do with anything? Your cells? And I still don't quite understand the baby dying after a minute. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, well, sh- they do explain it, which that's do. another thing that's a that's another thing that annoyed me personally. It's they a, do, but the fact that they figure out, like the, like the characters themselves yeah. figure it out pretty yeah. quickly. I, I I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd I'd be like, what is happening? Why I, am I blacking out? Yeah, um, there was also one, there are a few dings, okay, and I'm just gonna, like, speed run them right now. The baby, like, dying after a minute didn't make sense to me because it's like, yeah, sure, it's brand new life, but then, if that were the case, wouldn't it be born stillborn because how can the cells of an embryo be able to grow, sustain that fast, only to be able to live for a minute? Because obviously the embryo was affected by the beach, as that's how it was born so fast. So why was it even alive for a minute when it was born? Ding. Um, <laughs> Cinema um When Crystal went to go uh, run, because when she went bonkers and she tried running, you saw the main little girl, Maddox, like looking straight on at her. And what I don't understand is how they black out and then just end up oh they come back to the beach yeah right there right in that spot well they black out and then they walk back and then they just kind of pass out and i don't think because you saw maddox like it literally like she walked right back in like she ran in oh crystal ran into the rocks maddox was looking right at her and then the camera moved a little bit and then it moved back and then right on the beach oh i don't remember that part i I don't even know what you're talking about I remember I saw that and I was like, what the uh, hell? And then Maddox yeah. screamed or see, something. See, this is why I want to see it again. I got to remember that. Yeah, and I, I remember I watched that and I took mental note of that because I was like, what the hell? Uh, and so, ding. Um, what was another thing that dinged? Um, I don't understand. Like, okay. Oh, oh, another thing that got me was the death of midsize sedan. <laughs> I don't understand how because it's established that like slices to your skin, removing huge tumors like so deep in your gut can heal instantly. So when stabbed when as he was, wouldn't have that had healed just as instantly? If it like why did that kill him? But the removal of a huge tumor. This wasn't like a tiny little cyst. This was a full-blown, like, newborn baby-sized tumor of the wife. Did that not kill her? That confused me. Yeah. Ding. Um, it's just... Um, 
they try to explain at the very end how um, the two kids went through the coral, and that kind of confused me. Also, I don't even like to fault movies for, like, oh, they definitely should have drowned, especially with that amount of air they were expelling from their mouths as they were struggling. Definitely should have drowned. Um, especially like when they said, like, oh, it's been, like, over a minute. Uh, really? Half a dang. But then how from that spot, from that spot in the water, it's not like they were going back from where they came. They were right in the water. Did they find their way back to the hotel? And they drove there, too. They drove there. They didn't walk. They were driven. Mm-hmm. How the hell did they get to the hotel? Eh. Ding. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, that was a twist that was very expected. Like, I, like Them coming back? Them, like... Surviving yeah. being stuck in the coral. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that it's that age old adage. Uh, well, we didn't see them die, so they clearly didn't die. Right. Um, it's uh, like I'm looking at this review here. Not to oh, cut you off, but it's these dings that like some in some cases because like no movie's truly perfect to me. Like even some of my favorite movies, I'm like ding ding. Mm-hmm. But. When it comes in the way of, like, if it's just, like, one after another, and sometimes you could forgive them for it, like an oversight. Sometimes I think it's lazy. Sometimes it's just like, what? Like, do you even know what you're writing? And it's these faults that just, like, added up for me that kept dick dicking it down. Dicking it down. <laughs> Nicking it down on my... uh review what the hell rotten tomatoes i don't want to turn on ads for you so i guess in that part is where it annoyed me and i was all fine until like about midway through like i thought it like all right this is really good i'm enjoying this then you had the people in the theater saying this is really slow (laughs) but and of course when it stopped that's when it started getting good you know uh uh, I, for all the dings and all the bings and all the slings, I still had a fun time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was a fun time. And it was, uh, it was just refreshing to, to see something that just was so unexpected that was just sort of out of left field. Um, I, one of the reviews was like, it's basically the movie Cocoon in reverse. I Have you ever seen the movie Cocoon? I've never even heard of Cocoon. It's the movie Cocoon where they're old and then they become young. So like a Benjamin Button? Yeah, it's Benjamin Button. Kind of in reverse. Um, hmm. Which is funny because, you know, going from old to young isn't scary. But like the, the premise of aging quickly, like your whole life is succumbed to a day. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. And so like it's as much as I ding it, like... I still, like, obviously I liked it enough to do an episode about it. Yeah. And, like, I that's why I thought it was worthy of being on this podcast because I thought saw of it as a horror, yeah. like, thriller, because that is really scary. Yeah. And it's, like, when they, slight thing, but how the hell do they, like, figure out so quickly with that, like, X amount of minutes. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. That years. that annoyed me. It's like, how did you figure that out? Like, good Christ. I know you have some doctors here, but yeah. fucking shit. 
Yeah. That like that that uh, was like uh, okay, I don't know about that. And what really like mi- like was scary for me was um, right before the parents died, and um, they're like, "Were we fighting or something? Like, do you even know why we're here? Like, no, this beach is like." This is like the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. Why would you ever want to leave? And like, yeah, like succumbing to their age. And Alzheimer's it's just like, is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alzheimer's is frightening. And I was just like, that's terrifying. Like you can use that in a movie, and instantly you 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 do you do two things to me personally. You tug at my heartstrings, and you make mm-hmm. me go, I'm scared. Uh, like life scares me again. And I'll, like I'll use that as an example. Mm-hmm. the the moment in old and then a movie that at some point i would love to cover on here the movie buried with ryan reynolds mm. when he calls his mom yeah and she's like polly polly i have yeah. a son named polly yeah it's like uh, it's just like christ well, i've dealt with alzheimer's in my family Ugh. like um because uh, i only know my maternal side but both of my great-grandmothers on my maternal side developed Alzheimer's and one of them that's still alive like she has like a living nurse and like whenever I go to see her like as of recently like even when it's like she seems like so happy and that's the thing like it's not like a physically debilitating thing it's just like you have like she was sitting there like all happy and then she'll ask you 20 times so where did you when did like, oh, I couldn't do it. How long have I'd you have to been leave. I, no, I'd have to leave. I couldn't do it. And that's the thing. Like, you want to like get up and leave. And at that point in the movie, like I was just like, man, I, God. Yeah. But like, that's it's, rough. What's scary is that like, there's a potential of like even me having it in oh, the future. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ, <laughs> are you trying to depress everyone? Including no, I'm me? just saying. Like, <laughs> that's why it tugs on my heartstrings so much because it's just like. Like, you connect things. I feel like, because, like, with watching movies, like, the whole reason why we get invested in movies is that we, like... We relate it back to us. Yes, yeah, correct. Sure. So, like, that's why it was so scary to me is just because, like, I... You see it. Like, that's... Like, you could have, like, a rapidly aging beach. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But that was, like, the one thing for me that was so rooted in reality. And, like, them losing their hearing and losing their sight and just yeah. the way that, like... The what are you mo- talking about? That's you today. <laughs> what, what the dad saw is what you see right now. <laughs> that literally was. That so was. I'm coming at you with like a like a pizza, and you're like, ah, 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 get away. You're thinking it's a knife. And I, I want to come in the movie movie because it's not like they did that as like a, you know, just another way to show them aging because they were kind of like middle aged when they started. So it, to age them up that much would only just be like the physical things but you can only add a few wrinkles and whatever it's not like you have a, to change whole actors or anything mm-hmm. so they added that like the loss of vision the loss of sight and they used it yeah. so like you had um well you had that great moment where the wife is like turning yeah to figure out like she's losing hearing on yeah. one side of her ear and it's like Ugh. yeah that, <laughs> that really freaked me out that freaked me out really bad um which reminded me of like movies that like when they have like really good surround sound in the theaters and they play with your ears really gets to me. Mm-hmm. Like it gives me like the sh- the shakies. Another a good movie that does that is well not my favorite but As Above So Below. I saw oh, that in yeah, the, the theater. Oh yeah, the found footage. And 
it was a point where they got flooded and everything was like underwater. You just hear the boom, and like your whole hearing was like, cl- like cloudy, like you were underwater. And I remember, like, I went there with my grandmother, and she almost had to get up and walk out of the theater because it like messed with her so bad. Damn. And when movies like externally get to you, it like really fucks me. Yeah. But I really like the scene in old when like it was the schizophrenic doctor like beating up the dad or whatever and then you have the mother just sort of blissfully ignorant because she can't hear on that side yeah 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 and the <laughs> the father can't even see what's happening and i was just like god damn yeah. that is scary there's a lot of good there's a lot of good moments in this in this uh in this movie um the the, the pregnancy as much as you're like uh well how is the baby born that's like because we were, you know, when they're when they're in the tent and they're talking, mm-hmm. you and I were like, "Oh, okay, so they're fucking basically. Like they're gonna fuck here they're eventually." Gonna fuck, gonna fuck. And it's so great because they do, and then they come out, and instantly, she's pregnant. Like mm-hmm. that's um, like that's I, I, I loved it. I love as the, absurd as it is. I loved it. No, I I liked it, but like their whole rationale behind why the baby didn't live is is confusing. Yes, yeah. but like, I love the performances because then all of a sudden. And you know it's just it's happening in their heads because he's like the son's like I thought you have to do that multiple times. I was just to, gonna say that, that was my favorite line. Like that was one of my favorite lines to get he's her like, pregnant. I thought, I thought you had to do that like ten times or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then like as the camera's getting closer to him, he ages a little bit more, and then he goes, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna step up and be a man. I'm gonna take care of this kid." It's just like this is good writing, personally. I, like I think this is good shit. Like as the camera, like it's all one take. We're going past the girl who's having pains in her stomach, and then the 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 kid, uh, Nat Wolf or Alex Wolf? No clue. Uh, who is it? It's one of the wolves. Uh, no clue. Who's in this movie? God damn it! Ow, ow. Uh, let's see here. No clue. Who is it? Old. Someone's screaming right now. They're going. It's. It's. I think it's Nat. It is Alex. Oh well, out of fifty. It's Alex shot. Wolf. Um, and he's the one from Hereditary, I believe. No, he's not. That's, he's not? That's no, Nat that's Wolf? Br- yes, that's his brother. Oh, God damn it. Who's the one that plays Death Note? White. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Anyways, anyways. Um, it, like, he was great. Like, I was worried about him because he's the only familiar face. That's another strong point in this movie is the fact that these are all people that I don't know. Yeah. These are all unknowns to me. Right. And it adds more to the realism. It adds more to the, oh, I'm not watching Tom Cruise on a beach age. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm watching a fuck I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So I'm invested in the story more. And isn't that like surprising of M. Night? Because he always likes to like, he he spends his budget on A-list actors. Yeah, he has Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, James McAvoy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I enjoy that Joaquin Phoenix, he has him in Signs. Mm -hmm. That's one of his earlier movies. He has Mel Gibson in Signs. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's on and off with his actors. Like he'll, have but then like the visit mm-hmm. has nobody like I've never seen any of those people before <laughs> so it's that's why he's interesting to me M Night Shyamalan and then he does After Earth with Will Smith the biggest yeah. actor on the planet <laughs> um the girl the main teen girl yes she I said was gonna be playing in the movie you want to see like Last Night in Soho oh yeah yeah Last Night in Soho from Edgar Wright. Yeah. That was one of the previews. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. Yeah, so that's the only other place. But yeah. She's 
But honestly, um, who was it again? Alex. Uh, Alex was one of my favorites. Yeah. I thought his performance was so good, especially when she's going up the mm-hmm. up the wall and, and he's like begging and pleading and mm-hmm. really good, really good performances. Also, I mean, come on, let's like, we have to give some love to Mid-Size Sedan. <laughs> Mid-Size Sedan. Just the fact that, oh, and it's a PG-13 movie and there was like serious ass in this movie. They showed serious ass. Yeah. That chick fucking stripping down. You got full yeah. on ass. Full on ass. That was great. <laughs> that was great. I was like, ooh, wait, like, because at that moment I was like, wait, is this PG thirteen or R? That was PG thirteen yeah. nudity. Yeah. You could show a little bit of butt cheek. They showed full ass. A little bit of butt. They cheek. showed the top of her crack, and then she walked out to the beach, and the camera didn't cut. And you saw full ass jiggle, so it was great. I don't know if I saw full ass. Well, you got to rewatch it. <laughs> so, funny, so uh, but mid-sized sedan that was great like we didn't know who his character was until the the little girl notices hey that's one of my favorite rappers and then the dad's like who and she's like mid-sized sedan mid-sized sedan <laughs> oh mid-sized sedan oh uh for everyone listening uh my when i become a famous rapper it's going to be extra mocha drizzle extra mocha drizzle wonder where you got that from <laughs> <laughs> and my first uh, single is going to be cappuccino <laughs> the day uh, I hear you rap is the day I, I jump off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love that M. Night came up with that. And uh, he has like one of the, my favorite things about M. Night's writing is he has those. It's almost too real in terms of dialogue. So what I'm talking about is there's a moment where midsize sedan is talking to the group about the, the bitch that died mm-hmm. that he watched in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, she just went out there and she was doing some serious Olympic swimming or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they said something. And then instead of him continuing his story past her, he he stops and he's like, I don't know. She was doing some backstroke shit. I've never seen it. Like, <laughs> it, it's just like a little detail that's like, to I think me, that's really somebody freaking out. That's somebody freaking out. That's somebody like, it's almost comical. Like, <laughs> it's like, why are you telling me that? She was specifically doing backstrokes. It hasn't. It adds nothing to it. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the way M Night works. Like there's a great moment, especially in the happening. Like it's almost too funny, but they're trying to get away from the thing that's killing everybody, and someone stops them, and they're like, "Everyone's dead back there." And the guy that's stopping them is just like cheese and crackers. <laughs> it's just like it's like what the fuck? Where did that come from? Why did you say cheese and crackers? Yeah. <laughs> So M. Night Shyamalan has a weird kind of sick, twisted way. Also, people are probably annoyed that he casted himself. Well, he does do that. Not to this degree, I don't feel like. This was a big role. Yeah. He had a pretty big role in this movie. And is it casted or cast? He cast himself. He casted himself. I couldn't tell you. It's not casted away. It's cast away. So he cast himself. There we go. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Um, That he was actually a pretty large part of this cast if i didn't know it was him but the thing is like he's a very recognizable person he he introduced the movie he was like hey everybody welcome back to the movies covid sucks but i'm happy you're back i'm m night Shyamalan." right <laughs> so like it's one thing like if you like alfred hitchcock it and yeah he, he's in the back yeah he he just makes it like a point to be like a bus passenger he never speaks yeah. never spoke yeah uh, spoke spoke he never spoke but like i guess it ruined the illusion like you have like all these like no-name actors <laughs> and then there's m night Shyamalan. And there's m night Shyamalan. <laughs> like i don't i couldn't tell you why he did it like maybe like did he want to do an alfred hitchcock thing and just kind of like i'm gonna be in my own movie or if 
it was like because he doesn't do it in every movie. That's the thing. Yeah, so, he doesn't do it in every movie. I don't know. It's weird how he picks and chooses, and then, then it, and then what's even weirder is he doesn't even he's, he doesn't even act. Yeah, he's, he's literally just M Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it ruins the illusion. If anything, I think it's funny. Like I remember, like because like I didn't have my glasses on during the movie, and there was like he kept cutting to somebody or something like looking on the island from a ledge. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's it's M. Night Shyamalan. And then, like, just as, like, as a funny, like, oh, my God, definitely M. Night Shyamalan. It's M. Night Shyamalan. And then it cut, and it was him. And I was like, oh, are you shitting me right now? Are you shitting me? I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? All right, I'm going to play this because it's just an interview with him. It's like I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I think it'll add some nice uh, context to what we're talking about here. So in this film... Paradise is a trap. And I wonder about filming. Was it also a trap being in paradise? Was it idyllic? Was it hellacious? How was it? Well, that's the interesting thing because they filmed this during COVID. Oh. That's how quick the turnaround was. Oh. This was filmed just last year. Oh. Like very quick. Like like all the behind the scenes, everybody has masks. Oh. Yeah. It was all of those things. It was paradise and hellacious. It was almost what the characters were going through. We were going through. We were obviously isolated because we were doing it during the the height of the pandemic so we couldn't go anywhere i mean you couldn't even you know stroll off of the beach and go to to the local town you couldn't do anything right the actors and i we were just there back to the hotel back again so we had that same sense of being trapped but it was also beautiful and an intense feeling of this juxtaposition of something very scary happening in our lives and yet we're in a beautiful place and i think that that thing of horror and beauty together is what makes old like, and kind of special for audiences that they see it and it, it sticks with them, that, that juxtaposition. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Interesting. The fact that it was filmed at the height of the pandemic and they're on this beautiful mm-hmm. beach. They can barely enjoy it. That's what I love too, the fact that it, it wasn't on a set, it wasn't on a, a soundstage. I, you know I what always I mean? enjoy that. When they're actually in the location and God damn, what a location. Yeah. Beautiful. What do we know where that is? Like actually? Yeah, it was uh it was filmed. One second, one second. It was filmed. I remember reading about it. Where was it filmed? Uh the Dominican Republic. Ooh. Yeah, see I I love that because like it like it makes it feel a little more real and it's just like I can go there if I really wanted to. And this is another first for him. All his movies are either shot in or around Philadelphia because that's where he's from. Oh. This is the first. Wow. He's, there's no Philadelphia connection whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. So um, on we go. This film has such a wonderfully diverse cast and it's from around the globe. Mm. Why was that important to you? You know, I'm definitely, uh, when, I, when I sit to think about a movie, I think about my aunt who lives in Malaysia and my cousin who's in London and, and my other cousin in Singapore and my uncle who lives in Australia. And I have family all around the world. And I think that, that all of those influences, especially the cinema from all the different places in the world as well, um, are, in, are in my movies. And it's an important part of who I am. And so when I tell stories, they're for the whole world. And United States is where my home is, but it's one one of many places I'm telling the story to. And so to have a cast 
that represents so many of those countries. I mean, we had so many people from all the, all the different countries, and so many of them did their accents themselves. It, it was a beautiful thing to have a story where people of all different backgrounds were just playing dad, mom, neighbor, doctor. They weren't playing their ethnicity. They were just playing being a dad or a mom or a husband, you know, and we were supposed to identify with them. That's a, that's a really beautiful thing that we're, we're at that place. That's really funny because I did take mental note of that, like when the movie first started and I think it was the wife that spoke first and she has that real thick accent. I can't tell you where it's from, but <laughs> and I was like, oh, interesting. And then like the dad had a sort of not as thick, but a distinct accent. That's different, right? It's Correct. a different accent. Correct. Yeah. And I remember I took mental note of that because I was like, oh, you don't really see that unless like it's set like in the place where the accent's from. Yeah. Like I can only like the movie that comes to mind is like, and it's always somebody making an accent. Like um, her accent reminded me of like uh, Meryl Streep doing like a German accent, like in Sophie's Choice. Okay. It sounded very much like that. And that's the thing. Like it was set like in Germany. And I, I think that I, I commend him for that. I yeah. commend M. Knight for that. Yeah. You're talking about moms and dads and husbands and the theme of parenthood mm. and family resonates so much throughout the story. And your daughter was on set with you. She was your second unit director. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, my, my kids are the reason um, I'm doing this movie because they, they gave me the graphic novel for Father's Day. So very ironic, you know, a movie about aging and... Um, kids growing up, and your kids actually give you this 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 graphic novel, and they found it. it's an obscure graphic novel they found in a comic book store. It was like it's actually like a movie you know premise of like finding this obscure book, um, and you know Shana, who directed Second Unit, is uh, amazing filmmaker. I mean, our, all our kids grew up in a house of art. You know, I always tell them when a fan when they were babies, and a fan comes up to me and says, "Oh, I love your movies." And they walk away and they go, what do you think about that, Dad? And I'm like, well, you know, that person played, paid for one of the bricks of our house. That, so you have to be gracious to them, you know? And, and I said, and, we, we, and, and it's from the things that I make up in my head, so we're really, really lucky. And so they have really come to um, honor the, the art form of, uh, of, of film and music and dance and all, all of those. They take it very seriously. And so Shana has grown up in that environment and is an amazing filmmaker. And so it was, a, it was a beautiful thing to be on one side of the beach shooting and I see down the beach, she's shooting something else. It's, a, it's an amazing feeling. And, and at the end of the day, we were like, you know, work buddies. At the end of the day, we would go and have a, you know, a drink and eat something at the bar at the hotel and then fall asleep. And we would just chat about what happened. Oh, I can't believe the camera jammed on that thing. And we would share stories. <laughs> What a dad. Oh. How cool is that? Like, make movies with your dad? That's so cute. Imagine having a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, babe. Love you, babe. <laughs> I like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> Daddy wasn't there. <laughs> Daddy. That connected so many things that we're obsessed with right now that it kind of hurt. That hit me like a whiplash. Um, but uh, that the, the, the 
and that's something that always blows my mind. And I always forget that movies nowadays are really done that way, that they have second unit, that they have a lot of what the movie that, that we see, because like when we think of M. Night Shyamalan as the director, we think he shot everything. No, 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 no. He shot the major shit. All the secondary shit, like maybe it's like a like a little kind of up close shot, or maybe it's like a, just a filler shot. That's second unit that goes in and fil- like films that, and so that was his daughter filming that stuff. Like those, like it could be anything. It could just be a cut. It could be a, a shot of the coral, and we're thinking M Night was there going shoot the coral. No, no, no. He was on the beach shooting the major shit, and he had a second unit filming all the other stuff. I never knew that. Yeah, it's called second unit. It's called. It's like they're doing the less important shit. Mm. Hmm. That that way you get your movie done quicker. I never knew that. Yeah. Never knew. And that. especially nowadays, more like in the old days, like it was mostly just the director directed everything. Mm-hmm. At some point, it became second unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they might even have a third unit that gets like reshoots. Oh my, that's it's crazy. so much work. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all the stuff you don't think about. And that's why all those credits at the end of movies are so fucking long. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew like when it, come, when it came to like animation that like it like got subdivided like so much like like with just like animation like you think like what you see it's like oh cool there's the drawings moving on my screen yeah then you have like there's like a whole team that just like draws the concept then there's a whole team that cleans up the lines there's a whole team that like outlines there's a whole team that just colors like and you know all about this because you're doing your first short film i am doing my first shout out to scad (laughs) yeah and it's just like there's a whole team that like just does like the key poses of your there's a whole team that just does like the in between like so hearing like that that like live action stuff gets broken it's down done the same yeah it's just like oh my christ and a buddy yeah yep movies are a lot um i was just listening to this podcast that said the older people get the less interest they have in time travel. Like you don't care about going backward. You don't care about going forward. You mm. just want now. Mm. And being in the present mm. is a really mm. big theme in this movie. Did making it, writing it, or directing it adjust or change your relationship with how you spend your time? You, it, it was the first time I really was connected to nature at that level. You know, I think like all of us, I have a very limited relationship with nature. I occasionally go out. There's occasionally a pool that we go to. Uh, we walk around the lawn sometimes. You know, you take a walk. You know, it's like prescribed and that kind of thing. But when we made this movie, I was outside all day long from the sunrise to sunset every single day, dealing with the movement of the heat, the water, all of that stuff. Uh, when it rained, we stopped. When there was a thunderstorm, we stopped. Everything, we're very in sync with nature. and that makes you very present. It, you, you don't think about, and none of our phones worked out there. None of technology worked out there on that beach. So it was really much, you were there in nature. And I felt like I became a different person. First, it was difficult. And all that toxins are in me. But then it went away. And I actually found it beautiful. And I you know, loved being out there for 12, 15 hours. And I'm, even now, speaking of it, I miss it. That, that version of me, and you are you are just there because you're so aware that everything's moving. The ocean is moving, the sun is moving, and this moment only exists now. And so you cra- you say action, and you capture something, 
and it's just that moment where that light is and the ocean's in and the mist is coming in. It's just that moment. You're never going to get that again. That you, you feel very lucky, and that is all of our lives all the time. We just don't think about it. Occasionally, we go and we look at the sunrise when we're on vacation or the sunset on vacation, and we go, wow. But we have that same sunset and sunrise at our, where we live. We just never look at it. This movie really capitalizes on the universal fear of death and also of losing out, losing mm. time. What to you is so scary about that? So we'll pause there for a second. Um, uh, you know, it is interesting, the fact that they were out in the Dominican Republic. And it's weird to think that technology and shit doesn't work out there. Well, it's just I think because it's beach. Might call bullshit on that one. No, because I mean, like, <laughs> even just go to like a local beach that we have, you get nothing. True. Eh, I don't like, know. Like, you go down like to the beach well, by maybe us. you because you have Boost Mobile. <laughs> Eat ass. <laughs> no, like going like especially when you're by the water, you get nothing. Uh, I guess I don't know. But he's M. Night Shyamalan. He, he doesn't have standard service. Oh, my God. He has special service. But he's also, like, surrounded by, like, all that rock. True. Uh, this interview is almost over, and then we'll... I thought you said... I think oh, you we're not going to watch the whole the interview. And I think it's only seven minutes. Uh, what was the question? I don't even remember what the question hey, we was. We just never look at it. This movie really capitalizes on the universal fear of death and oh. also of losing out, losing mm. time. What to you is so scary about that? I think, you know, when I was thinking of the premise and I wondered whether audiences would be okay without a physical villain, you know, there isn't a raptor chasing them, trying to eat them. It's time. <laughs> and time. would they get the, be able to wrap their arms around that, uh, uh, that existential threat? But they do. They, they, they very much feel it um, clipping at their heels the whole movie. Um, I think it's a form of us being scared of dying, that... When I say, hey, are you, when you're 13 years old, are you thinking about, do 13-year-old boy think about vulnerability? No, they don't think about anything. They're going to live forever, right? Their perception of time is so slow that they're, oh, I'm going to live in 80 more years or 70 more years, feels like 4,000 years to them. But if I sped it up that fast, where I'm, you're, they're going, oh, my, you know, I have till nightfall to live? You know, they're, then it's suddenly extremely scary for whatever age you're at. And so... It's about our relationship to time, and do we feel like this is a linear thing that ends, and is that the correct way to think about it? It's we're we're all so scared of dying. This is just another version of that. Sometimes I talk about ghosts, but this one is about time. I think I like to point out a good line in the movie when he was talking about like the fear of like everything being like expedited um, when of the. Two kids. Uh, I, uh, I know Kara and then whoever Alex Wolf plays. I cannot remember his name. Uh, Alex Wolf plays uh, Trent. Trent, yes. And um, they're talking, and Kara's like, We never got a prom. We never got to like graduate. We never. And by the time like Trent and Maddox leave, they're like 50. Yeah. So it's like. Whoever they cast as his old self, he really looked like him. Like yeah. old. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but um, a key feature that Trent always had was a little like mole yeah. on the side of his lip. A <laughs> <laughs> mole, 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 mole. So <laughs> I thought that was like nice in that they kept that little tiny detail. Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
Um, but before I just thought about it, the whole uh, one thing that I just thought to ding it for the movie for was like their logic behind why hair and nails don't grow fast. I was like, uh, like is it because like they're the cells are already dead, so they they can't they can't. Also, okay, huh? sorry, not to cut you off. Uh, mid-sized sedan suffers from, and it's uh, uh, talked about in the movie. Blood clots. Hemophilia, hemophilia is a mostly inherited genetic disorder that impairs the body's ability to make blood clots, a process needed to stop bleeding. That's why he dies. Oh. <laughs> so take that thing back. Okay, I will retract that thing. <laughs> I will retract that thing. See, here's the thing. I think a lot of this has been thought out, and it just went over our heads. Another reason why you have to rewatch it, because well, you're gonna ding it, because you're gonna go, the baby dying doesn't make sense to me. Ding, rewatch it, because well, I'm sure it's gonna make sense. A line that didn't make sense to me when he was when Midsize Sedan was like, because I remember he did mention it, and I guess that just didn't click in my head. I'm sure even like on a rewatch that wouldn't have even clicked in my head because I just haven't thought about that. There's something that the teen girl Maddox says where she's like, I see colors. True. That that kind of uh, didn't, like, and we even saw that again because they restarted the movie. Yeah, and I was like, did I miss something? Yeah, that didn't make sense to and, me either. Yeah, he was like, I like, I don't talk about this to anybody, but I feel like I have to. It's about, like, my the blood clots. like, And he explains it, and then she's like, there's a thing I don't tell people. I see colors. <laughs> I saw more colors yesterday or today. And I was like, what? <laughs> You see what? What do you see? You see who? Yeah. I see dead people. Um, I would like that explained. That's one thing. If I'd pick one thing in the movie that I want to explain is what colors does she see? Well, here's hoping that when this comes out on Blu-ray and 4K, it has a director commentary. I would love that. Yeah. I love direct. Like, I love commentaries in general. I think they're very informative because you're watching the movie with the director quote unquote mm -hmm. and it's great and uh they break it down so i like i would really like m night to break down this movie i think that'd be very interesting mm -hmm. so um unless there's anything else you want to talk about we've gone well over an hour here we have so uh we can wrap it up here because it's only a matter of time <laughs> So I think this is a phenomenal film. I think it's something that people need to see, whether it's in theaters, if you catch this as it's still in theaters, or if it's on home media, if it's on streaming, it's on TNT, wherever. Check it out. And I say, if you would like to see it, then see it. I am not going to encourage. Because you don't do that? No, is I that, just, it's it, not like. Is the, that your thing? No, it's just because like if it was something that I was like raving over, that's uh, one thing. But, but you're I, not like. I just thought it was average. Uh, I don't think it's average. I think I it's, gave it a 70. I think it's pretty special. I gave it a 70. I think it's a pretty special film. Yeah. Like if I, w I'm not like, like if I was like with Sweeney Todd, like go see Sweeney Todd right now. You want another? I'd rather watch old than, than Sweeney Todd. I think you're going to have to go find a new <laughs> I would, I would watch old any day of the week over Sweeney Todd. We're ending the podcast. <laughs> Wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank so you so much. You uh, let us know what you think about old. Get in touch with us at anchor.fm slash don't dead podcast. Send us a message. Email us at don't dead podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. All the information's in the show notes, the description, all that stuff. Uh, and we will be back to cover season three of The Walking Dead 
uh, in September. So September. Yeah, we'll start recording sometime in August, but oh. we're going to start releasing in September. So look forward to that. We might be back with another bonus episode, another boner, <laughs> as I like to call them. <laughs> so uh, there's a couple other movies we'd love to cover. So uh, we'll hopefully get to doing that. So thanks so much, guys. And we don't do our thing here. We don't, no. we don't, we save that. Yeah. But uh, here's the uh, song that ends old. We're going to play that for the end here. Somewhere on the edge of sleep, there is a taste of peace. Every night we dance in my dreams, but Cupid's an archer. Violent departure leaves us at the altar.